Good afternoon. Hi. <clears throat> Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, what a great uh, week we had last week. What a great day we had yesterday. Just yes. to know that God resurrected is amazing. Um, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. You're alone. You alone are worthy of it. <clears throat> and this morning, as we worship you, as we share your word, as we share your heart, Father God, we pray that you just be in the midst of our praises, be in the midst of our worship, God. Let your presence reign over this feed, Father God. Anyone watching, Father God, let them be filled with your spirit, Father God. Yes. Show us what you want us to see. Speak to us what you want us to hear. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's uh, Monday, so we are uh, continuing with our live at noon. We do this Monday through Friday, and we just uh, want to connect with the church um, God's children and those that might not be at the moment. Um, God's done such an amazing work in our life um, together as a couple and even before that in our, as individuals. Um, he, has, he has shown himself as God in our lives, in our, in our situations, even in this really uh, dark and mysterious time that we're in with the virus and everything happening you know we have not gone without blessings we have not lacked anything and all the credit for that goes to God and we're very grateful so as we worship you know let's just start by giving him thanks um, let's start by giving him thanks and just entering into his presence <laughs> of eternal promise <clears throat> stirring in your sons and daughters earth revealing heaven's wonders spirit come spirit come <clears throat> what you spoke
let your glory fill this house And you are here You're moving in our midst I worship you I worship you
my heal, you are my say, you're my provide, you are my fortress, my ever present help in the time of need. I don't look to the mountains, I look to you, Jesus, I look to you, Jesus, holy is your name.
spoke on my heart about um, Matthew 28 verse 16 so if you guys want to go to Matthew 28 verse 16 and God kind of put on my heart about what happened after the resurrection and kind of everything goes in order and God does things in such a beautiful order. And we wanted to continue that order. We didn't want to jump to different parts because we just feel so strongly that there's a reason why God has took us each day a Passion Week. So we want to end it and go in order. So in Matthew 28, it talks about the Great Commission. At this time, Jesus went in front of his disciples and said, meet me in Galilee. And I find it so wonderful how when Jesus started his ministry, it was in Galilee. And as everything was finished on the cross and he rose from the dead, he asked his disciples and commanded them to go to Galilee. In Galilee is where he commissioned his disciples. And I'm going to read verse 19 so Matthew 28 verse 19 go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and remember I am with you always to the end of age then if we go to Mark 16, 14, God is just showing me just to go into the gospels and go into the last chapters of every gospel, into Matthew, Mark, John, and Luke. So in Mark 16, he's still giving his disciples the great commission, but I love how in Mark 16, 14, it says, in verse 15 then he said to them the disciples go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned all these signs will accompany those who believe 
In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes. If they should drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lie down hands on the sick and they will get well. And as I'm reading this and the Great Commission, the Great Commission isn't just for the pastors or the elders or the leaders. It's for you, it's for every single person. God has commissioned all of us. And God has given us the Holy Spirit. It's not by his power, it's not by his might, but it is by his spirit. And his Holy Spirit has been given to us. His Holy Spirit is a comforter. We are filled with his Holy Spirit. And today God just showed me as everyone is in their homes and everyone's been watching online on um, their lunch breaks, at work, at home with their families, that God has given us such an amazing, beautiful gift. And that's Holy Spirit. That we, he just showed me as everyone's in their home, for us to invite Holy Spirit into our lives, to invite Holy Spirit into our hearts. That Holy Spirit is here to guide us to lead us, to give us wisdom in those times that we don't understand, and invite Holy Spirit into our homes. Invite Holy Spirit to take control of our situation. And Holy Spirit is with us. He's our helper. He's the helper that Christ has sent for us. And today, I just feel so deeply that God has risen. God is alive those who believe and it even says in um, John 21 how Thomas one of the disciples how he didn't believe but Thomas walked with Jesus in his ministry he walked with Jesus he saw signs and wonders and he still didn't believe that Christ rose that Christ rose from the dead and he was like I'm never gonna believe I need to you know put my finger through the marks in his hand. I need to put my hand through his side to believe. So Christ appeared to Thomas and was like, showed him his hands and showed him his side. And Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and still do not see. And I just felt very blessed that even though, you know, things are happening and circumstances, we still believe, and as a church, we're still believing, and we're standing together, and we're fighting, and we're standing for one another, we're praying for one another, and we're in such an amazing community, and I love how the church is, even despite everything that's happening in the world, we're still together. We're still in this together. We're interceding for one another. We're praying for one another. We are together and we're fighting. We're on the front lines and it's beautiful. And God this morning just wanted to remind us of Holy Spirit, not to take Holy Spirit for granted and to invite Holy Spirit in our homes, in our hearts, and in every part of our lives because Holy Spirit will guide you and lead you and in those times where you might be at home with you know with your family and maybe there's a circumstance happening holy spirit will guide you on how to how to act how to speak you maybe not to speak maybe not to say anything because sometimes not saying anything is the best thing and i am just so grateful and thankful that we have the holy spirit to guide us and lead us um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Um, 
you know, it's just so important to surround yourself, not just with the Holy Spirit, but with people that um, are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, our natural minds tell us to do certain things that the Holy Spirit doesn't and wouldn't direct us to do. And this that's something that God impressed upon me this morning is um, I left you my Holy Spirit. And to the person who doubts themselves and says, well, you know, that's, that is for pastors, that is for leaders, that is for people that are special. Um, it's not by our power. It's not by our, it's not what neighborhood we were born in or what, you know, some, some pastor's kids are born into that, you know, but it's not about that. It's about your surrender. It's about how you submit to the Holy Spirit. He empowers us with his Holy Spirit. He says, you'll do greater things. And, and, you know, nothing else except for the word of God. He says in John 20, in John 20, 22, after saying this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, then they're retained. And, and it just, I love Jesus's approach because it's something that I feel I want to adopt in my life. And, and empowering people to be there. I, you know, I think about our worship team at church. And there's times where I'm not able to be there. And they have to step out in faith. They have to, um, they have to use their abilities, yes. But when there's a leader consistently leading. And then all of a sudden they're not there. It makes you act in faith. And then they see the glory of God breathe through them because they submit to the Spirit of God. And it's important to first submit to the Holy Spirit because what's going to happen is you're going to be in your house. You're going to say, okay, Holy Spirit, come into my house and, and reign and be, the, be in charge here. And then it's going to come in and it's going to start to point some things out and say, oh, you see that over there? That's not part of me. Or did you hear what you just said? That's not how I talk. And then, then we are faced with a choice. Do we continue to submit to the Holy Spirit or do we say, oh, you know, that's just, do we kind of solidify the idea that, oh, that's for the special ones? No. Submit to the Spirit of God. It'll make you do things that somebody else might think is a little strange. But as you begin to surround yourself with people that are filled with the Holy Spirit, as your family begins to adopt the Holy Spirit as, as the, the reign of their, of their life, then you begin to kind of be in that community and you understand each other. It's like going, you know, not seeing your family for a long time, for years and years, and then a family reunion comes, and it's like you picked up right where you left off. You remember all the times when you were a kid. It's being in that community that makes the difference. It's not impossible to do it alone, but it, Jesus didn't even do it alone. There are times where we're going to be alone with the Father. 
There are times where he, like right now, we're in isolation. Some of us are breaking the rules a little bit here and there, I'm sure. But he's put us in this place for a reason. Why? Maybe the church needs a little revamp. I, I think about the guitar. And, um, and I'm thinking about it because I'm listening to it right now. And I'm noticing that my strings are getting a little worn out. I'm noticing that when I play them, my fingers are kind of hurting a little bit where it shouldn't be that way. And it's easy for me to lose sight of the fact that I need to restring and maintain my guitar or else it's gonna be dull. So what do I do? I, I take these off. I take off the strings that are on it right now and then I get new ones, I put them on, but it, that's not where it stops. I then have to tune it. And what a tuner does is it tightens and it stretches the strings. Strings are like wire coiled up very closely. And as you tune it, it stretches them apart. And every maybe two weeks, I know that I need to restring my guitar. So that being said, it takes some time stretching and tightening to be refreshed. And it's not very comfortable, but the sound that'll come from our lives, the fruit that'll come from our lives is fresh. And we don't get stagnant. We don't get stale, you know? And, and if I don't restrain my guitar, maybe you won't notice, but I guarantee you tomorrow, if you listen, you're gonna hear a difference in the guitar because I took the time to get rid of the old. And they go in the trash. I don't save them for a rainy day. I just have to go buy new ones every two weeks. But if I don't, it comes at a cost. I get stale. Maybe I can't even uh, create, create like I want to because I don't hear like I should be. And, and it's important. The Holy, that's what the Holy Spirit does. It constantly comes in and says, hey, you're growing stale in this area. You're, you're growing a little stagnant in this area. Get up and move. Get up and throw that away and I have something new for you. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful element of God. Attribute of God. Characteristic of God. And it is Him living among us, inside of us. And as we speak to our children and as we speak to our parents and as we speak to the, the people around us or a stranger, they notice, hey, I, you sound different. Get it? The, the correlation. You sound different. Why? Because you've been stretched. Because you've thrown out the old and put on the new. So as it's a process, it's, it's a lifelong process. You never, never, never do you make it in this faith until we die and go to heaven. And I don't know what happens at that point, but I'm sure we, if we study the Bible and we see the 24 elders and the four living creatures and day and night and night and day, all they say is holy, holy, holy. They probably don't get tired of seeing God and they probably see different aspects of God every day and every night. And that's why they can, all they can say is holy, holy. So, 
Take off the old. Right now. Get get rid of it. If you listen or believe me, it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. I've done it. And I have to keep doing it. And there's been times where I've forgotten. And I've stayed my old self. And then it starts to stink a little bit. And my relationship starts to suffer. And my job starts to suffer and my attitude starts to suffer and then I start feeling like a victim. You know what I'm saying, church? You know, we, we get, we go through these cycles of life and that's why it's so important to just take the time to ask Holy Spirit, what do you want from me? Holy Spirit, what is there you don't want there? Holy Spirit, am I pleasing you right now? Is is my, what I'm, the words that I'm saying pleasing you? Are the, are the, Places that I'm going pleasing you is where I spend most of my time pleasing you. And he will reveal it. And it might come from your kids. It might come from your spouse. It might, you might have a thought in your head that says, you know, pray for that person. And those are all little stretching moments that God wants to make sure we're tuned. That we're in tune with his spirit. Because the guitar that's played out of tune, it's a train wreck. And um, it's just very important, church. So, um, you know, as he's commissioned us to seek and save the lost, we're empowered by the spirit of God. And if you accept that today, then that means tomorrow's going to look a lot different than it did yesterday. Um, and then it'll keep going. It'll keep looking different and different, more different, more different. Um, but I encourage you, the best decision that I've ever made in my life has been to submit to the Holy Spirit. And so I encourage you to do the same. So we want to start praying for you guys. We want to first pray that the Holy Spirit would rule in our lives, in our churches. Every church in this city, every church in this nation, every church in this world, every lost would would be found. Father God, right now, Lord, we pray for each and every person, Father God, every family, Father God, that's watching right now, Father God. We pray, Father God, for your spirit, Father God, your spirit, Father God, to fill their house, Lord, to fill their home, Father God, to fill their being, Father God, to fill their soul, to fill their minds, to fill their ears, to fill their their speech, Father God, the voice, Father God, to listen to Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, right now, We invite you. We invite you into our hearts. We invite you into our minds. We invite you into our our speech and, and our hearing to hear your voice, to be led by you on what to say, on where to go, on what not to say. And Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for filling us today. We thank you for filling us today. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing, for what you're about to do. We pray for all the children and all the grandchildren and all the homes right now that 
Holy Spirit will fill those, those voids, will fill those areas, will guide each and every household on things that maybe aren't pleasing and things that um, might need to get um, right. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us that. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, leading us. And Father God, we cover each and every home, Lord, with your blood, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the resurrection power, Father God, a resurrection uh, each family, Father God, with your glory, with your spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord, that you're doing for us. We thank you, Father God, for a roof over our head. We thank you for food in the fridge and in the cupboard. We thank you for clothes on our back. We thank you for everything. We thank you for family. We thank you for each and every um, thing that you're doing, Lord, each and every person in our life, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for everything. We give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Send us your prayer request, church. Let us know what we...